You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I'm Kim Grenolds of Dogman.com with Chris Fetter, Scott Eklund down in Berkeley, California, where Washington defeated Cal 28 to 21 with a tale of two halves, both for the offense and defense. Announced attendance was a generous 34,601. Capacity down here, I believe, is 63,000. So that means it was over half full. It was not over half full. Trust me on that. And I think some people kind of got surprised down here. The weather's been fairly mild down here, but the wind kicked up and down on the field. The players weren't cold, but there was a lot of people underdressed down on the sideline. I was not one of them. So uh, the wind on the missed field goal that Peyton Henry had, that one was definitely into the wind. I don't know if I want to blame any of that on the wind, but there was some definite wind down there on the field today that I don't know that you could tell on TV. But bowl eligible, sixth win of the year. So... Anytime you get a road win and we kept on saying funny stuff happens at Cal and you just kept on getting the feeling funny stuff was going to happen again. But just to Scott, your overall impressions that I mean, it's a big win for the program going getting a bowl game eligible. They haven't been in three years. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's huge. And um, now you go into the bye week and you can get a little healthy. And then you come out with four tough games to end the season with uh, or Oregon State. I should say three tough games. Oregon State at home, not a gimme. Oregon on the road, definitely not a gimme. Colorado, eh, maybe you should win that game, but you know how things go. And then uh, Washington State on the road. So Washington needed to get this win. They got it out of the way. I think now they can play a little looser. Maybe they tightened up a little bit. I don't know. Um, Hopefully they can get a little bit healthier. But uh, good gutty win from this team. Um, They played really well in the first half defensively. And then in the second half, they weren't able to adjust to what Cal was doing. So you want to see that get cleaned up a little bit, but overall really good win. I think. Chris, before we get your impressions real quick, Dave Hoffman was down here on the sidelines. Travis Feeney was the honorary captain for the traveling captain. And uh, he says he's up to 254 pounds. He's still in school, getting his MBA in business and marketing. Good for Travis. He he said when he showed up at UW, he was only 190 pounds, but, uh, Marshawn Lynch was down here, and evidently he had something to say on TV that I didn't get to see. Oh, yeah. No, it was that was the highlight of the game. Yeah, he dropped an F-bomb. I think he dropped a SHIT bomb. And, uh, yeah, no, it was fantastic. I mean, it was prime Marshawn. And then, obviously, people saw him in the cart, but they wouldn't let him drive it this time. He had he was in the back. So he, he got to yeah. be kind of paraded around, which was kind of funny. 
he was still trying to roll that thing from being on the back. Marshawn being Marshawn. So he, he, he's having a lot of fun. And the reason he was here, by the way, was he was inducted into the Cal Hall of Fame along with Justin Forsett. So um, many of you remember Justin Forsett, not only with Cal, but uh, with Cal, um, with the Seattle Seahawks for a while. But, um, you know, Chris, just, you know, give me before we talk about the offense and the defense in that first half, just, you know, getting bowl eligible. How important is this for this team? Well, it's fantastic. I mean, any, it's so important because for a first-year staff, Kalen DeBoer, I would think that would have been the very, very first thing that they would have put on their to-do list. Like if you're talking about overall goals, team goals, this I would have thought would have been the very, very first one. You get bowl eligible, and then you can go from there. And, you know, whether you're talking about trying to win the conference, whether you're trying to talk about going into the playoff or or going into a New Year's Six Bowl, whatever it is, um, you know, that has to start with you getting to six wins first. And for them to do that and to do it this way on the road in a situation where they had given up some some turnovers and some sudden change plays against UCLA and Arizona State, that ultimately kind of spelled the difference in the game for them to play clean in terms of no turnovers against a team that was kind of feasting on turnovers with Cal and, and needed turnovers in order to kind of help their offense get jump started. I thought that was massive. Um, offensively, they still, you know, they still did a, a hell of a lot on offense, almost went for 500 Penix almost went for 400. Uh, I think he went for like 374. I mean, he, he did a lot of really great things overall but the most important thing is he kind of played within himself. He didn't turn the ball over. If they needed to punt, they could punt. Yes, did they get maybe a little greedy? Did DeBoer and Grubb and Penix maybe get a little greedy at the end? You can say that. But ultimately, they did what they needed to do to play field position. And then the defense, once again, stepping up, making big plays at the end to really uh, kind of salt this thing away. So overall, so important to get that first road win, get the six wins, get bowl eligible. And then you can move from there. And like Scott said, you've got some some winnable. You definitely got one winnable game, at least with with Colorado. Seven and five feels almost like a disappointment at this point. If you if you kind of play it out, if they can get one other win and get to eight and four, that would be such a huge, huge first start for this staff. We could talk a little bit. Coach uh, DeBoer, I asked him about, you know, um, I, I didn't use the word greedy, but we could talk a little bit about that clock management at the end of the game, throwing the ball instead of running it. And we'll talk about that when we start talking about the second half. But did either of you get that thing? Like I said, funny things happen in Cal was how many times did you guys think oh, here comes the funny stuff? Oh, <laughs> oh, for me, it was definitely several times. I was, You know, especially when. You know, at the very end, they've got the ball, and Penix finds the guy for uh, Romo Dunsey, I think it was, for about 15 yards. They get a first down, and basically the game's over. And, oh, there's a flag. And, oh, they call it a holding penalty on Fautano. Okay. Then they show the replay. Dude, that is the worst holding call I have ever seen. And well, I've yeah, seen because it was a defensive hold. <laughs> yeah, if anything, it was. And Fontana was really pleading with the refs on that, by the way. Yeah, it, it was it was ridiculous. I mean, even I mean, even the the announcers were just like, uh, I have no idea what they saw there. Because, well, Rod, yeah. yeah, Rod Gilmore said it's a call that you don't often see. And I'm like, yeah, you don't <laughs> often see it because it, it wasn't was a hold. It's a hold. In that first half, uh, Kalen DeBoer, you know, he likes to be aggressive, but, uh, you know, they kind of struggled down in the uh, red zone inside the 20 in the in the first half, two field, three field goal attempts. They were successful on two. 
were you guys kind of surprised that they went for the field goals instead of being more aggressive on those? No, I, I think they felt like any points that they get was going to put Cal in a position to play catch up. And Cal is not a catch up team. And um, now, granted, Washington didn't make, you know, didn't take advantage of the opportunities they had. Their defense was holding holding Cal down. I mean, I think Cal had 85 yards of total offense in the in the first half. And Washington should have been up minimum of 17, 17, nothing at that point. But really, it could, it should have been 21 or even 24 nothing at that point. And the game is completely different if that's the score at halftime. So, I mean, heck, I've probably already got my game wrap done and my game analysis, you know, done by the time we get to the fourth quarter because the game is pretty much out of reach. But, um, that didn't, that wasn't the case. And Washington really had a battle. Chris, did it almost seem to you a little bit that Cal was playing the Jimmy Lake defense of Ben, but don't break, you know, just give him a lot of room playing, almost cover for most of that first half, keeping everything in front of him and then tightening up once they got inside the red zone? Yeah, in fact, they were, I they took the Jimmy Lake defense even a little further and were actually doing kind of cover two with both the safeties playing pretty far off, you know, because a lot of times with Jimmy, he would play that one safety over the top and then try to figure out where to run his nickel and try to play a chess game with the, with the nickel. But these guys were playing, you know, straight up deep, like almost straight quarters. And um, it worked really, really well. But, I, you know, credit to Michael Penix. I think at least initially, they, I think they did a good job of taking what was in front of them, taking the easy money and doing those things. I mean, they, they had two, almost 250 yards of total offense in the first half. And the defense that that the defense really should be the the stars of that first half. Again, like Scott said, they held them under 85 yards total offense. They held Jay Knott and that rush attack, which we thought was going to be um, one of the keys to the game. They held them to five yards on the ground in the first half. They were averaging half a yard a carry. That's in, that's incredible. I mean, that's really 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 good stuff compared to what we have seen from Washington defensively so far this season. And so, yeah, ideally, like Scott said, you would like to have seen Washington turn those field goals into touchdowns. But yet at the same time, I think whether it was a perception issue or whether it was just something where they went to the book or they did something, but, you know, they took that, they took those field goals and and didn't try to really push it early. And ultimately it, it worked out in their favor. Scott, what happened on the pick play with Cameron Davis? I didn't see it. It was uh, on the other side for me, and I was kind of looking through my camera. But uh, was it obvious? And that uh, was the, well, pick, that was the yeah. pick play. Play got called back, and they missed the field goal. Yes, correct. Um, and I, the thing is, they called it on 22, but I actually think it was Jalen Polk who was the one yeah. running the route. And he ran right at his guy, and his guy just kind of stood there. So he kind of shoved off of him. You could tell it was a pick play. But I didn't think that he did anything that egregious, and so I I don't I don't know. I mean I know that, that there's got to be some line where you, where you draw that the receiver can't do those kind of things. But my God, I've seen so many worse that are never called, and so to have that one called, I mean Washington gets that that touchdown there. I mean the the game is essentially out of reach at that point, and for Cal and. They didn't get it, so they had to battle, and it was frustrating to watch it. There, you know, the the one call that was a subjective call that the referees made that I agreed with. The one call was the um, was the grounding 
that that was that was pretty obvious that that was, was grounding. And then the hold on Dominique Hampton was also a hold. But man, I some of the calls that I saw tonight, I and, and some of the non calls, just yeah. it was pretty bad. It was there pretty was, bad. There was quite a few calls that were kind of like what, and then there was some non calls that I could see down on the field where I just you know just. Um, you know, a couple of the pass protection where defensive backs were just being flat out pulled down to the ground. So, um, again, a lot of, uh, you know, it's Pac-12 referees, kind of weird. But, hey, Chris, the, se- the first half defense, I don't know if that was just uh, Cal just being awful offensively or Washington playing that well defensively. But uh, it's best first half defensively Washington's had in a long time. Well, I would say, to be honest with you, they got they got two sacks in that second quarter. I think they were putting a lot of pressure on Jack Plummer to start, and ultimately that pressure really paid off at the end. In fact, I, I don't know about you guys, and, and Kim, you were you were a lot closer to the situation than we were, but by the end, those last two drives where he really looked like he was getting super banged up, I was kind of almost wondering if they were gonna if the cow coaches were gonna take him out of the game because he was getting hit on almost every play, and not just getting hit, but he was really getting uh, dinged up. And I know they had the one targeting call on Trice where they were looking at it. And I mean, he just buried his helmet right in his chest. And you know what, you know, whether it's targeting or not, I mean, they didn't call targeting in the end of it, but you know, leading with his helmet, all that kind of stuff, whatever goes into it, you know, I, I just know that it seemed like every down on those final two series for Cal, where they had a chance to tie it up, the defensive linemen were getting their hands on him and or knocking him to the ground and or sacking him. And that's where just just being relentless on those things ultimately paid off. And that to me, that was the, the real story of the whole deal, because I don't want to get bogged down on the refereeing. I, we could spend a half hour on that. Hey, Scott, how big of a difference was Mish Powell being back? Guy who really struggles in coverage. He was awesome against the run. And some of those short, short hitch passes that, that Cal was trying to throw to get the ball out in space, he read those perfectly. And so you can just see a total difference when he's in there as compared to Devon Banks or or uh, Julius Irvin, guys who just don't have a lot of experience uh, at doing this stuff. And EJ ja- or uh, Elijah Jackson and and uh, and JB on Green, you know, none of those guys just don't play it the same way that Michelle Powell, uh, Michelle Powell does. And, and uh, yeah, Kim, I, I think it's a great observation. He looked great. Yeah. I mean, they had Mish Powell in there as starting the game with uh, Jordan Perryman, Alex Cook and Asa Turner. When was the last time they had those four guys? Yeah. Yeah. Together. That's the original starting crew. Yeah. I mean, and, been, and Hampton was out there too. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, it, it's been a while and they get Mish Powell back and uh, they lose uh, Cameron Fabi Kulanen who walked off um, early, excuse me, late in the first half. It looks like I'm guessing it's an ankle injury he had. So um, we'll see if he's going to be able to be back, but getting Asa Turner back with Alex Cook, Jordan Perryman and Mish Powell, that's going to be a big help, but you get one back and, Hopefully they don't lose um, uh, Cameron Fabi Kulan for long. But um, again, uh, that that first half, I think that, you know, the Washington offense, is this the first game where they haven't uh, gone down and scored a touchdown on their first drive? Yes, yes this was the first time. Yeah. But, but I mean, but, it is still the eighth straight game this season. Every game they've gone down and scored on their on their first drive. This is just the first one where 
it wasn't a touchdown. So And this yeah. was the and this was the seventh out of eight that they scored a touchdown on their first drive of the second half as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Coming out in the second half, you thought that, you know, the defense could keep that up. But, uh, you know, Cal came back out in the second half and just was it 75 yards on what? Six? six? I don't, yeah, I don't remember it, but yeah. 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 I mean, the, 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 the thing is, you could tell the, the announcers were making some some uh, comments on it and they were they were saying, you know, uh, it was 13 for 75, by the way, Kim, that first drive of the second half. Second one was six for 65 and their other scoring drive. The one that uh, he hit that Maven Anderson guy uh, was 12 plays for 80 yards. So big drive still Washington giving them up. But uh, that being said, you know, Washington, um, you, you know, they they, they said that uh, Plummer was getting back, hitting his back foot and getting the ball out. And that's why that was causing Washington a lot of problems. And it, they never seemed to be able to make an adjustment to it. And then at the end of the game, because they needed to get chunk yardage, so they needed to have guys run deeper routes, um, Plummer had to take five-step drops, and that's when Washington was getting home. Yeah, Braylon Trice with another good game uh, again today, and their tackles seemed to be having all kinds of problems with Braylon Trice tonight. Yeah, the, spe- you know, the right tackle had a ton of problems. Yeah, whoever, whoever their right tackle was, it didn't <laughs> matter if it was Trice yeah. or ZTF or whoever it was. Or Martin. They were, yeah, Martin. they were getting home. Yeah, no, it was, it was just kind of crazy because I, I don't know, it, it, you know, if you guys are saying he's throwing off the back foot, I don't know that Washington changed their defense at all, but uh, the defense in the second half definitely got carved up at times. No, what, what I was saying was he hit his back foot and by the, that time, he was getting the ball out of his hands and right. and driving the ball down the field. And that's why Washington wasn't why they were just able to carve Washington up at will. And I think teams that that can do that are going to do that to Washington's defense. I just they don't have the horses in the secondary and, in, and at linebacker to be able to do it. I mean, honestly, with the way Cameron Cameron Bright was or Cam Bright was getting worked by Jade Knott in the passing game. I, I totally thought um, they would have just picked on him 
as much as possible, but they didn't do that. So it was really weird. Jaden Ott didn't play that much. He, he wasn't in there a lot of times, and you would think a dynamic player like him would be in there a lot more than he was, but he I, I, I think I got the stats in front of me. He I'm had, guessing he was banged up. I'm, yeah, I'm guessing. think. Yeah, he had 14 carries for 38 yards, and then he had two catches for 16 yards, but he also had that one uh, that Cam Bright interfered with him on uh down in the red zone and then he also had that drop that that he had earlier in the game so um you know odd is going to be a special player washington recruited him out of high school he's going to be a really special player going forward and it was a good thing washington was able to bottle him up because if they weren't able to bottle him up uh they would have really struggled to win this game yeah washington in the first half wayne talapapa what did he have two or three drops in the first half Uh, three drops yeah three drops and much and and Jack Westover had one, and Rome, uh, not Rome, um, Taj Davis had one as well. Yeah, didn't see much of Wayne Talapapa in the second half, by the way. So uh, Yeah, Ugh, you cannot do that. Just taking a look at those running back stats real quick. Cameron Davis had 13 carries for 46 yards. Wayne Talapapa had four for 25. Uh, Richard Newton came in and had some physical runs he, uh, and a nice touchdown catch. He had five for 18 will nixon had two for 15 and while i'm on it let me just throw a couple of more stats at you michael Penix, another big game 36 of 51 with no interceptions and he had 374 yards and two touchdowns uh jalen mcmillan was the favorite target tonight with 11 targets eight receptions for 81 yards romu dunsey targeted nine times with six receptions for 63 yards. And um, the interesting stat here, um, Wayne Talapapa, I know he had, he was targeted seven times uh, with four completions, but he had 40 yards, but 34 of those were yards after contact. So those were good. And uh, Richard Newton, we can talk about Richard's here in a few minutes, but Richard Newton with one catch for 36 yards, 20 yards after contact. So big day. But, um, you know, Michael Penix again in the second half was just still on fire and had another big game. Yeah, I was going to say, I know a lot of people are going to look at the game and think that Cal really came back and stormed away in the second half, like the way they started that third quarter drive and they went right down the field and scored a touchdown. It was pretty much dead even statistically in the second half between Washington and Cal, including the score. Washington actually outscored Cal in the second half, 22 to 21, and they out-totaled them in total yards, 231 to 223. So it really was a dead heat almost statistically in the second half. And that's why essentially it's that that lead where you, you, you're just ra- trying to rack up points any way you can that first half. And ultimately that spelled the difference in the game. Yeah, in, in the first half, they seemed to shoot themselves in the foot. You know, again, another game with no turnovers. They didn't get any defensive turnovers either, but um, they weren't shooting themselves in the foot and on down in the red zone like they were the first half. And they just seemed to execute a lot better on the second half, Scott. Yeah, they did. They they definitely executed a lot better. They uh, Washington, I think, ended up um, six of eleven or something like that on on um, on first on third downs. Um, and, um, the defense actually held Cal to six of 15, I think on the night. So, um, you know, but Washington was able to execute. It looked like they were starting to run a few different routes that they weren't running in the first, in the first half. And, and the, the offensive line blocking was unbelievable. Now there were times when Cal was just rushing three and dropping eight, but 
you can drop you could drop a full 11 back there and if you're not getting pressure on the quarterback and he can just wait until somebody's going to break open somebody's going to get open against 11 and and so Cal needed to figure out a way to get more pressure on him when they did they were successful but when they didn't man he was able to find guys the Richard Newton touchdown the game-winning touchdown was a perfect example of that because uh, I I went back and rewound it Uh, Penix almost had four seconds to sit back there and and pick it in and make his decision on where he was going to go and then Newton grabs it goes right down the sidelines so um yeah, I, I thought they executed much better in the second half. You'd like to see that in the first half. But you know what? Every game is going to be different. And you just got to roll with the punches. Yeah, Michael talked about that touchdown pass. I asked him to break it down. And, uh, you know, he's, he's just, you know, in the first, second, third, fourth read. And he finally just saw Richard. And it wasn't a design play. But, you know, he just found Richard open. But it's got the thing that I was kind of curious because, like I said, in my angle, I it's hard for me to see. But. Cal's dropping seven and they're dropping eight and Washington is still not able to really run the ball that you think that they would be able to with that many defensive backs back there. Yeah. I mean, they, they ran the ball when they needed to, um, they, they pick and chose their spots to run the ball. They ran, they, they threw the ball 51 times. They ran it 32. Um, you take away Penix's, uh, what he had, what did he have? One sack or two sacks, whatever it was. And Yeah, he had two. He was sacked twice and and everything like that. They finished with 102 yards on 32 carries, and adding that, you know, don't take away that 15. They're 117 on I don't know 28. You know, that's not a great night, but it's not terrible. You know, you're you're getting you're getting some play, you know, some movement and things like that. But yeah, I mean, it was, overall it was not the greatest night on the ground when they were dropping all those guys. But you know, I, I saw Cam Davis kind of get some get some yards after contact a couple times Richard Newton definitely did that too so um those were good to see Will Nixon had a, had an explosive run so um I you know I they just don't have a lot of difference makers and that's that's their biggest issue is at the running back spot I think it's guys I think it's a little misleading only in the sense that with this particular offense it sure feels to me like you you might as well just call those um those plays out to the flat or just the little dump downs those are extended handoffs in this offense. I mean, you're trying to get the ball to your playmakers. And so that's why you have, um, you know, guys like, um, you know, um, you know, Cam Davis and Richard Newton and Sam Adams and Talapapa. You know, I think they combine. I'm just looking at it right now. They get four, six, seven, eight. They, they, they got eight catches out of 36. Now, I don't know what the percentage is that, that Ryan Grubb would want out of that, but that's that's to me, that's just telling me that these are they're just trying to find different ways to get these guys the ball that aren't just considered straight handoffs and just little inside zone, outside zone type stuff. So I, to me, I guess, you know, you can look at it and say they weren't very effective running the ball, but I kind of look at those and kind of look at them as extended handoffs anyways. Yeah, a couple other numbers just to really jump out at you. I know that a lot of people are always interested in the number of plays ran. Washington ran 83 plays. Cal ran 65. So uh, Washington with 476 total offensive yard. Cal with 306. A couple of other numbers that really jump out. That first quarter time of possession, uh, 11 minutes and 37 seconds of the clock in the first quarter to 323 for Cal. Third down conversion, Washington, a very efficient 10 
10 of 13. And um, Cal, you know, and this is just a number. Washington on third down, they still gave up 6 of 15, which is almost 50%. And that's going to come back to bite them at some point if they don't clean up third down. And sacks, Washington had five sacks and Cal only had two. But getting back into the fourth quarter, Washington up by 14. You think the game is in hand and funny stuff. <laughs> Cal marches it down the field and scores. Yeah, they had a they actually made a really nice play on a fourth down. Not exactly sure why Dominique Hampton kind of tried to cheat underneath the receiver. Um, just kind of looking at it and it was in triple coverage. I think I saw Mikel Steen and Michelle Powell also yeah. right yep. right there. And instead of trying to attack the ball and go after it, they just kind of stood there. I think it's because Hampton put him off a little bit with what he was trying to do and trying to leap for the ball and get in front of it. But he wasn't, at least from my angle, watching the TV copy, he didn't, he didn't look very close. Um, but, you know, again, I mean, they, they had some leeway there because Washington was so effective coming out of the gate in the third quarter. I mean, first drive out of the third quarter, touchdown, second drive, touchdown, going into the fourth quarter, touchdown. I mean, these were the these were the drives that made the difference in the game. Washington uh, gets the ball back after that Cal score about four minutes to go. And you think they're going to milk the clock and just run the ball. Cal still had a couple of timeouts, but uh, they didn't exactly come out and uh, try to play conservative. And this is the one thing that's going to people are going to love and hate about Kalen DeBoer. They're going to love his aggressiveness, but that aggressiveness when it doesn't work. It's going to bite him in the butt, and fans are going to remember that. And it came close a couple of the times. The one uh, pass that got knocked down, um, Kalen DeBoer specifically uh, talked about that pass. He said that that was actually the third. It was a run pass option, and that was actually Michael's third uh, option on that. And he said that they've got about a 95% completion percentage on that pass. And uh, that one didn't go. But are you talking the- about the one that went through Culp's hands and almost no, 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 no. This okay. is this is when they were starting to use their timeouts. Oh, OK. Yeah. And that basically. Oh, you, where he threw it underneath to Westover, where they threw it yeah. underneath to Westover. Yes. Gotcha. OK. He said that's a very safe pass. That was Michael's third option. And they're about 95 percent completion on that. So just one of those things. But, you know, Kalen well, DeBoer is going to. He's going to stay aggressive is what he says. Well, I get that. And, but we've already seen the aggressiveness in a number of games with the fourth down stuff that hasn't been converted. So I don't think that should end up being new news to Washington fans. Yes. They're going to stay aggressive. Yes. DeBoer uh, Grubb is going to stay aggressive. Yes. Penix is going to try to stay aggressive when he can, but if that is really is the case, it's, it's kind of a, it's a subtle way of not, really throwing Penix under the bus per se, but it really is saying that that was a situation where Penix probably should have taken the, the really the simple play and just handed it off and forced Cal to use their last time out because that, that would have essentially would have cost them the game. If, you know, the, the, on the next drive, Washington doesn't get called for the phantom hold game would have been over. Game would have been over. But if complete that pass, but if they complete that get pass, the game's over too. Well, that but they did. Well, they completed it, but it got called back for a hold. Yeah, no, so. I, I was talking about the other one. So, um, but um, 
you know, I, I think the key to the game was when Washington on that series where they were unable to get the first down and Cal gets the back for ball back for two minutes and uh, they were unable to do anything with it. Yeah, they, you know, Washington was able to get that pressure on on Plummer, and he was already dealing with a knee issue, and he got up limping a couple times. It was, I, I mean, I'm reminded of that. If anybody has seen Friday Night Lights, when Mike Winchell is just getting abused by the by the defensive line of the other team, <laughs> and that's what I kind of felt Jack Jack Plummer was like tonight because Washington was getting after him. He he was sacked five times, but he was knocked down at least a half dozen more times. It was bad. Yeah, and that and that play by uh, Zion, two ball of Fatui, that sack, and yeah. that was right after um, Trice had sacked him, and then um, Chris Mole actually had made a nice tackle uh, when they had tried to catch Washington napping a little bit with a run play on second and twelve. They only gained two yards, so it was third and ten, and then Zion, you know, forces a fourth and twenty, so they had to quickly get uh, in uh, punt formation and punt that ball away, even though. I think ideally, if you're Justin Wilcox, you're thinking, let's just put ourselves into even maybe a fourth and medium, and we might go for it. You know, you just you just never know. But fourth and 20, it's absolutely, there's no way you can do it. And that was Zion just stepping up and making a monster play. They were able to hang on. They won, you know, and it's always a big win down here in Cal. Again, just a sparse crowd, windy down on the field. It was kind of cold, so... Um, you know, why don't we go ahead and wrap it up? It's already getting late again. We all love these 7:30 starts, by the way. So, um, any last-minute thoughts, Chris Fetters? Yeah, I would just say that ultimately, when it came came down to it, I mean, there were some really interesting stats in terms of the drives because I, I'm not sure Washington fans are aware, but I mean, the first drive, the first four drives of Cal's offense, punt, 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 punt. They they had four punts in the first half. That was their entire offense. I think that's what. That's why probably fans were a little freaked out that Washington could only generate six points off of all of the the you know time of possession and all the possession overall that they were able to get. But when it came down to it, and I don't know, Scott, I have to look at it as well. They generated three three and outs in this game. Is that the most that they've done defensively this year? It, it might be close. If it but, isn't, it's very close. I, yeah. The only one that I could think of might have been Portland State. Yeah. But but maybe not. But ultimately, you're talking about a team that ran 83 total plays on offense in Washington compared to 65 for Cal. And I think it really showed because by the end of the game, you know, it's too bad that, that maybe they didn't try to take some easier money and just try to maybe jam it down their throat a little bit more. Maybe that's something they'll try to do the next time they find themselves in this situation. But the bottom line is they found a way to win on the road when it's been incredibly difficult to win on the road in the Pac-12 this year. If you're not, you know, UCLA or USC or Oregon, it's been tough, or Utah. Um, I think only one other team has found a road win so far outside of those four, and that was Oregon State. So it's been tough. It's been really tough to figure it out and get over that hump. So for them to be able to do that, do that tonight, and do it in a place like Cal where just funky things happen anyways – because people remember 2018, the last time they played at Cal, they lost 12 to 10 in a game they should have never lost. And then you add the Pac-12 after dark, too, with all the referee stuff. And don't even want to get started on that, all that. But getting to 6-2, and two, so huge for DeBoer and this staff. Now they can really start preparing, not just for the weeks ahead, but they can get healthy this week. They can really start focusing on Oregon State, but also with the idea of the longer objective in mind 
they get 15 extra practices now, guys. They get to really figure out how to build this team for next year, starting with those practices. And that's so huge. Wrap it up, Scott Eklund. Uh, just echo everything Chris said. Huge win for the Huskies. They get bowl eligible. They go into the bye week, can get healthier and, and maybe work on some things that they need to clean up and, and everything like that. I, I think Washington gutted out a win. Uh, this was not an easy place to go and play for them. They don't play well for whatever reason. Cal is not a great football team, but it still hasn't mattered in the past. And I don't think it'll matter in the future either. So um, good win for Washington. Now they get to come home. They get to take a week off, rest up a little bit, rejuvenate. And uh, then that final month-long stretch at the, you know, with Oregon, Oregon State, Colorado, and uh, Washington State all right in a row there. Yeah, just another nice win on the road. Another one. It's the first one that they've had this year. So, but you take those road wins any way you can get them. It wasn't the prettiest game, but there was a lot of good things to take. And just this bye week couldn't have come soon enough. You know, I think they would have much rather have had one here a couple of games ago, but is what it is. And they're going to get a chance to be healthy. And, uh, you know, Coach Inge went by and let guys know, hey, it's bye week, but we still got work to do. So he kind of let guys know that, hey, you know, this isn't a vacation week coming up and they will be hard at work. So uh, I'm actually down in Berkeley. I'm going to be here through Wednesday night. We've got uh, Pac-12 Media Day for basketball on Wednesday morning, so I will be down here for that. Uh, it will be uh, Keon Brooks and Jamal Bay down with Coach Hopkins, so we'll have a lot of updates from Pac-12 Media Day for basketball down here. Uh, hopefully pick up catch up with Andy at some point in the next couple of days. Andy, uh, for meanderings, is a resident down here, and uh, hopefully be uh, able to catch up with him so go ahead and wrap it up and scott the walk that i have back uh to my car from cal is further than it is to s1 just an fyi well that's good that not that's payback payback's a bitch well hold on a second <laughs> we're, we're, we're almost missing the the absolute best part of this podcast we haven't made okay. one mention of your of your uh television cameo tonight oh, want to talk about it Feel I feel free. I, I I mean, yeah, I was just hoping that wasn't showing up. I didn't get any text, so I didn't think anybody saw it. So let's set the scene. So on the play where Jalen McMillan was dragged down, on the play that was eventually called for the the ball was uncatchable, like over his head, but he was basically tackled. Well, I could have caught it. <laughs> that ball hit skid skidded on the turf. And absolutely beamed Kim right in the face and uh, with enough force to knock you down. And not only did it happen in real time, but we got a chance to see the instant replay as well. And it and it was maybe worse on the instant yeah. replay. Yeah, first time I've been nailed on the sidelines and it was by the damn football. I'm, everybody's asking me if I was okay. And I just said, I'm just hoping it doesn't show up on TV. So well, I, got nailed, I got nailed pretty good. It was pretty funny. It didn't hurt. But. So for so for any any dog man people out there that are listening to this, go back and watch your uh, your, your your copy of, of this game and go back to that uh, McMillan play uh, in the end zone and watch where the ball goes. And it, the guy in the blue coat, yeah, that's Kim. Yeah, I just took a little bit of the turf grind, rubbed it in. I was good. I was good to go. So. <laughs> 
anyways, uh, let's wrap it up. I got a, I got a long drive home. You guys got a lot of work to do. So, uh, a lot of content next week. So it's just because it's a bye week doesn't mean we're not working. We don't get the week off either. So for all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds along with Chris Fetters and Scott Eklund. Go dogs.